0: Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and today's episode is a classic from the vault. This one has to do with the science of flavor perception and just how much flying in an airplane, or a spaceship for that matter, can muck it up. The stuff really does taste different when you fly. Hey, brain stuff. Lauren Vogelbaum here. The next time your taste buds revolt at the first bite of an in-flight meal, try holding your tongue. Well, not literally, of course. But instead of grousing about airlines and the food they serve, the blame for poor tasting fare may rest squarely in your mouth and the way your senses respond to the noise, pressure, and altitude associated with air travel. It's a lesson Julia Buckley learned firsthand. A United Kingdom-based travel journalist and frequent transatlantic flyer, Buckley was selected by British Airways to help choose a new onboard tea. She told us via email, I was one of the judges for the final stage when it was down to three potential teas. On a flight, we blind-tasted four teas at various stages of the flight. I was convinced I was selecting the same one throughout as my favorite, but actually, my choices were changing with every tasting. Later, Buckley learned that the tea she'd liked best on the ground had been the one that became unbearably acidic halfway through the flight. She was surprised and a little mortified. She said, I hadn't realized how much taste changes in the air. The two teas that felt overpowering on the ground were the most palatable in the air within an hour of the flight, whereas the most delicate one suddenly lost its flavor and brought the acidity to the forefront. It's a phenomenon researchers at Cornell University witnessed as they gauged the reactions of 48 people to flavors under different conditions. They gave the participants liquids designed to mimic one of our five taste sensations, sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and umami, or savory. As participants sampled the solutions, they did so under two different scenarios, first in silence and second while listening to the sound of an 85-decibel jet engine. The results showed the participants' sense of salty, sour, and bitter remained about the same, whether or not conditions were noisy. However, these same in-flight sounds dulled sweet tastes and enhanced umami tastes like tomato juice, which may explain why tomato juice and Bloody Mary cocktails are so popular at altitude. By the way, alcoholic drinks don't actually become more potent on planes, but they can feel that way because altitude restricts your body's oxygen intake. It seems that multiple sensory properties of our environment can change how we perceive food and drink, and it isn't only air travel that can have an effect. Shanti Salibert, a Los Angeles-based senior writer for Modern Hiker, spent several weeks at 10,000 feet, that's about 3,000 meters, above sea level as she traversed the Pacific Crest Trail. She told us, As I crept higher and higher, I noticed my appetite changed drastically. I found my palate swaying to the extremes. I craved boatloads of salt and the sugariest sweets I could find. These yearnings for salty and intensely sweet flavors fall right in line with the findings at Germany's Fraunhofer Institute for Building Physics. At an airline's request, the Institute set out to study passengers' perceptions of sweetness and saltiness, and discovered that both dropped by up to 30% during arid simulated flight conditions. It's something to keep in mind the next time you fly, and opt for a promising tomato-based entree and beverage. Today's episode is based on the article, Mile Blair Club, Why Airline Food Doesn't Taste Good, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Lori L. Dove. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Plang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.